I was not afraid to be vocal. I'm not afraid to be canceled. You can try to cancel me all you want. I'm not going to stop speaking the truth. I love it. And because I became the vocal voice in that, I was the easy target to be made of, you know, the villain. They basically targeted the Mormon church and Michelle Tanner as the villain in their in their episode. And welcome to We Are The People Radio. This is your host, Jason Preston, and your lovely co-host, Miss... Did you forget my name? Well, I'm trying to decide if this is Alexia <laughs> or Pebbles. Oh, that's what I get for having bad hair days. I don't know if it's the hair or the cute outfit. Oh, that's what I have for just having a day. Well, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here today. It's always good to have you. So uh, we got a fun show today, right? We have a celebrity. Yeah. Uh, we have a local Utah celebrity from down south. Uh, that's right. Who's going to be coming on. Someone who has been featured on HBO. Yes. Someone who has been featured in the trip many times. The trip loves this person. Usually if she, the trip loves you, it's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. The trip's a big fan of hers. <laughs> and obviously HBO. And she's and we're going to and a lot of people obviously love her because she's got so many amazing texts from great supporting liberals. Oh. So. Another good badge of honor to wear. Yes. So we, we'll, we're going to jump into introducing our guest. But first, uh, make sure you're following us. Uh, you can check us out on uh, Rumble, um, all of the Podbeam stations, uh, podcast stations under We Are The People UT. Uh, or go to our website, wearethepeople.org. You can find all of our content there. Uh, but uh, also I'll last on YouTube, which is We Are The People Radio. So <clears throat> without further ado... Do you want to introduce our, our famous guest? Yes. Our Insta-famous or local definitely, famous? Definitely. I don't know. She's, she's more special than Insta-famous. So. Special, she, special famous? Is that what special, we're calling her? <laughs> Regardless, she's fantastic. So we have the wonderful Michelle Tanner with us. What's up? Hey, hey. And she has been in the forefront of the battle against drag uh, down here in Utah. She has a great perspective on how bureaucrats, even at the city level, and that's that would be St. George, Washington County city level, are trampling on our rights and ignoring laws and regulations in favor of activism. Uh, she's a mom. She's a wife. She's a small business owner. She is St. George City Council, a family nurse practitioner. She kind of does it all. Yeah. How do you fit all that in? I can barely handle what we do in the day. Yeah. So it's impressive. So welcome to the show. She was Michelle supposed Tanner. to. She was supposed to be wearing the Wonder Woman headphones. Yes, uh, it, it would have been very appropriate after that intro too. Yeah, she deserves it. At least I have an awesome shirt on. Though, yes, right? oh, yes. Can we see? Can we see the shirt? <laughs> yes, I hope so. Yes, you're oh, rocking it. I love my it. My favorite. Yeah, it looks great. Well, we're glad to have you. Thanks for having me. When you say famous, I'm like, is it infamous or famous? I don't know which one, but. <laughs> Depends which one of your fans you're that's talking true. about. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> we, right? we kind of border on both. We're loved and hated. Yeah. yeah. It depends on the day. Yeah. So, and obviously so are you. Right. Well, you guys are my people. And I actually, I don't know if I told you this. I first saw you when you were running I saw a video that popped up. You were in your truck and you were talking about, I think you had just taught a constitution class and someone mm -hmm. in your class said, it only takes one person on God's side. And uh, I was like, this is my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. Well, that's funny. You know, when you first rose to fame, which I think was the viral David Harris Jr. video, which we'll show, or I'm sorry, post that we'll, we'll show, which tells your story. And we read your story. We thought the same thing. We're like, these, this is our people. People that stand up, especially during that time of uncertainty with COVID, there's there's very few warriors that actually will take the stand. So yeah. you were really a local hero and a hero to us. So oh, well, thank you. I think that was kind of the silver lining of 2020 and COVID and all that is despite all the tyranny and craziness that was going on, there was some of us that it was a big wake up call, right? Yeah. Of it's time to stand up. The time is now. We cannot wait anymore. And so I love that there has been this gathering effect that's happened as a result of that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's do this because <clears throat> we waited. Normally we give who this, who the show is brought to you by, but we thought 
in this show, we're going to introduce our uh, show sponsor with Michelle. So this okay. show is brought to you by Freedom Blends. Yeah. And Michelle is actually very good friends with uh, Eric, Eric Mutos. Mutos. So, love Eric. Love his company. Yeah. And I use his products, the Freedom Fuel. It's your fruits, your vegetables, your energy, all in the capsules. So I love it. And yeah. I wouldn't be, you know, touting it if I truly didn't love it. Yeah. yeah and he's another great example of, of someone who, again, that's, that's the thing I love about this is one person, everyone says, well, what can I do? Well, you know, one person who stands up c- can change the world. Absolutely. You know, it can bring down a tyranny, according to Alex, Alexander Schultzenitzen, which he's one of my favorite guys ever. And, uh, and, and that's why I love bringing people on, just regular people who just say, you know what, I'm going to do something. I'm not going to sit back. And they dig in and, and after, you know, and then they end make, making huge change and they make it a, r- a real difference. And you've done that. So, you know, what I'd really love to do is let's, let's start, um, share with us your post, the initial post you did that went viral. Yeah, I was not expecting it. Uh, actually, David Harris Jr. ended up sharing this post, which... <clears throat> blew up. Uh, you know, obviously he has quite a large following, but I'll just read it because it really sums up what, what propelled me, I guess, forward. I was already at this point being very vocal as a medical professional. I'm a board certified family nurse practitioner. And so of course, you know, it wasn't popular, still is not popular to some extent to speak up against mandates and, and to speak for health freedom. Right. And mm-hmm. so, I knew ultimately my days were likely numbered in the emergency department. And so this is the post I put up. It says, this week I was told I will be fired. 11 years. That's how long I've worked in emergency medicine. Six years at my current job as an emergency nurse practitioner. Every review, I've been told how great I am at my job. Multiple patients per shift always stop and thank me for being, quote, the only one who's ever really listened. Sure, I'm not perfect, but I am a damn good practitioner and strive to treat every one of my patients like they are family. Thankfully, I saw the writing on the wall in the hospital several years ago and started my own businesses on the side. I plan to always remain in the ER, even if very part-time. I have a true passion for emergency medicine and helping people in their time of need. I love it so much, I literally would volunteer. But now, I am told, because I have natural immunity and choose not to risk side effects from a vaccine that I don't need, shh, we don't like to talk about that part of the science, that it's now okay to fire me. Welcome to Biden's America. As always, when you accept government funds, they have you by the balls. Unfortunately, many companies' balls have been squeezed so tight, they apparently have none left to stand up and do the right thing. True that. Evil, evil prevails when good men do nothing. I will not comply with tyrannical non-scientific mandates. I will not be silent. I will not fade away into the night. Even if I stand alone, which I know I don't, I will still stand and fight. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Oh, I love it. No wonder it went viral. You know what I love about this is, is just how relatable. And it's not just because, you know, and I'm, I do nothing with the medical field, but let's say you were in the medical field, it's relatable. But right now it's relatable because there's always going to be a boogeyman. In this case, it was the COVID uh, time period, if you want to call it. Now I feel like it's almost like ESG is t- is creeping in. So whereas it used to be, okay, well, now it's medical tyranny. Now it's shifting where we have to be social justice warriors for the right. environment. So people could actually potentially lose their job over if you're not meeting ESG standards or whatever the boogeyman is going to be for that time. So you're always going to be persecuted at your job for taking a stand and speaking up for truth. Right. Now, were you awake um, politically before COVID or or was COVID kind of what woke you up to like seeing the corruption in government? It was a big wake-up call. I knew to an extent, I wouldn't say, well, in some ways I would say I was naive. I've always been very liberty-minded, though. Um, From a teenager, I was really into a lot of history books. Glenn Beck was one of my, you know, big people I looked up to when I was a teenager. So I I really liked some of that stuff. And he exposed a lot with, you know, George Soros. And so I was familiar with a lot of that. Yeah, you definitely were awake then. Right. And so, but I was a little bit naive because 2020, I honestly didn't realize that me coming out as a medical professional and saying, hey, let's value freedom. Like, let's let people choose 
I didn't know that that was a political thing. I thought right. that was like everybody wanted freedom. I wasn't trying to say force anyone to do one thing or the other. I was just saying, let's choose for ourselves, guys. So bef- before this post, I mean, you, your social media presence was, would you say it was smaller or what? what I mean, oh, this it was kind much of, smaller. Okay, so so tell us what happened with this. Like, how did this go viral and how did that change things for you? Yeah, I was already actually running for office during that time. So I was starting to gain some, you know, support and, and just like I was saying, that gathering effect, right? I think like-minded people have just been drawn to certain areas of this country, which I think is by divine design. And that's why I feel like it is so vital, especially these pockets here in Utah, that we stand up and defend the principles that make America great. And so I knew that if I truly wanted to make a difference in this country, outside of myself, the walls of my home, my family, it's the local level. We really fail to recognize a lot of times how vital those local level positions are, you know, our, our city councils, our sheriffs, right? It's not a lot of times really the federal government that have as much control over those day-to-day things. And so, yeah, when that post went viral, I definitely had a lot more people reaching out. So, so much support that has really helped strengthen me because you know, as we may get into, of course, whenever you're standing on principle, standing in the light, doing the right thing, the evil attacks hard. Yeah. yeah. Hard. Well, I love that you did this. And, and, and obviously, <clears throat> there's other instances, instances where you've stood up for what's right. But, um, you know, we did a post today on, um, <clears throat> in fact, I'll actually show the post because I actually think it's pretty fascinating. Um, so we did a post on this uh, church right here yeah we fancy like applebee's on a date night got to burma street stay with the oreo shake and some whipped cream on the top two two straws one check girl i got you bougie like maddie yeah so here's and here's my thoughts on this this is you know and here's what i wrote this is um i, I quoted uh, jeremiah 56 where he says my people have um been my people have been lost sheep their shepherds have caused them to go astray and i said how sad is it to live in a time where those who those who should be shepherds either lead god's children astray or remain silent as wolves tear through the flock um, who can the youth look up to in this world of darkness uh, who is standing up against the mutilization of god's creation and children who's standing up against the war on, on truth the war on eternal eternal identity of the individual and I talk about walking through BYU, and as I said, as I talk to students, it's become clear that their professors and even church leaders have become silent in the face of this evil. Um, I understand, when is the last time you or your child was told that homosexuality, trans, or any of this sick ideology was wrong? When is the last time you, as a, when was the last time a leader from the pulpit stood with boldness and declared the truths once openly taught? Um, we live in a world that is spinning out of control, because men are more afraid of being canceled than proclaiming truth, where niceness and tolerance are more important than truth and protecting our children or protecting our freedoms. But anyways, <clears throat> I, I really like this because this type of stuff goes on because people won't stand up. Amen. And people are afraid to stand up. People are afraid to stand up for what's true. They're afraid of getting canceled. They're afraid of you know, being um, you know, labeled. And so to, to me, this, these are the heroes of our day, people who are not afraid to stand up. And I love that you did that. You know, and again, I think this is an example for our listeners is, is uh, yes, you can stand up from the pulpit if you have, a, have the pulpit. And why not? I mean, these, again, it's because these kids don't have leaders they can look to. I mean, you look at these kids at BYU, they're a symptom of their family, they're a symptom of their culture, they're a symptom of, of their professors and, and, their, and their Sunday school teachers. Absolutely. And what we have is nobody standing up against this stuff saying it's bad because everyone's afraid of being politically incorrect. And so I'm just thankful that you're willing to do that. And walk the walk and talk the talk. It's more, it's one thing to do something that goes viral online. It's another thing to take a stand against your job. I mean, that's, that's the second thing. And then the third thing is running for office, taking that kind of stand. I mean, those are the three things that we always prompt people to do. Even if they did just one of them, I think we would make real change if enough people stood up. Absolutely. But taking the stand and actually talking the talk and walking the walk 
you know, you put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. So well, much thank respect. you. I like that you brought up BYU too, because we actually down at our own woke university down in St. George, Utah. Oh, you I can't just, former, say Dixie formerly State. Dixie. <laughs> right. You, you racist woman. <laughs> I just had a nursing student uh, there at the university, and I actually did my undergrad there, got my RN at Dixie State University, and then, you know, went on and, and got my master's. But this nursing student relayed to me that they were taught in this contemporary nursing course that they were required to take that during their labor and delivery rotation, they should not refer to the mother giving birth with she, her pronouns until they can confirm that that's how the mother giving birth identifies. Are we completely, you know, just abandoning science now in it's these science-based yeah. courses? And then she went on to talk about how she was made to feel inherently racist given that she's white. And, you know, they gave all these scenarios, I guess, in this class. And she's like, I'm not racist. I felt so uncomfortable. And so I find it really interesting. In fact, I'm going to be meeting with the faculty there next week because I immediately reached out and just said, hey, can you confirm if this is what's really being taught to our up and coming medical professionals? So I hope that that was wrong and taken out of context. I'm going to find out this next week. But I just thought, wow, that's where we're at in our science professions. Sin, I love that you're just going after it. That's what we need. You know, you need people willing to stand up. So... <clears throat> So that kind of launched you out there and got your reputation out there. Um, but then you, you, you were running for office. You got on the city council, which, again, these are things everybody can do. Everybody can win their backyard. Everybody can run for an office. Everybody can, can stand up and, and, and fight where they stand. Yes. Uh, so, you, so you ran for city council. You got on city council. What was the next big thing? Tell us what happened with the, uh, with the drag shows. Yeah, it was this is so huge. interesting because really my whole reason, you know, having no background in politics, right, my whole reason that propelled me into politics was my desire to protect children, and I refused to leave a communist country to my children, and that's when I knew, okay, I've got to get involved in some capacity. They're forcing masks on our kids, right, and nobody's taking accountability for this, and so then I get in the office, and one of the very first things that pops up is HBO is attempting to hold a TVMA rated by their own standards. They've rated their show TVMA, a MA drag for a mature. show for a mature audience. And they originally had a permit for inside the Children's Museum, ultimately ended up holding this drag show right outside the Children's Museum in our Children's Park. And I Why? just thought... That's so crazy. What? And... Don't get me wrong, actually, I'm about freedom, right? Like, right. you live your life, you know, regardless of sexuality. I don't care. I love you just the same. My favorite brother's gay. You know, I have no issue with the way you choose to live your life as an adult. Right. Don't you dare force that on children, adult entertainment in front of children. And that's where I draw the line is this direct assault on our children. And this is across the country. But right here in our backyard, yeah, it's happening. I wanna, I'm going to actually play a clip of, of some of this for so people can kind of get an idea of what's going on with these drag shows in front of kids. Because, again, it's you want to have a drag show in an adult entertainment place, go for it. Go have for fun. It. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, no big deal. But why are we? do we need to do it in front of the kids? And here's an example of what's going on here. Like, I just don't understand. Like, why does it, why are we doing this in front of kids? I mean, how right. old are these kids, too? This has got to be what? Well, look, maybe I mean, you've five? got, no, look at the kids sitting on mom's lap there. Mom is just yep. as guilty in this. Okay, step one. Moms, the moms showing up are the worst offenders. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact of the matter is, you're a mother, you're taking your child to see, you know, a man, you know, dressed like a woman and, and twerking in front of your children. So this has to do, just a little background on this. This is the former city manager that went against policy and regulation to allow this HBO drag show to happen. So the they did get a permit, yep, through our our former city manager was who ultimately did approve the, the permit for that show. So, so. It, it just blows my mind. I mean, you saw the same thing. In Utah County, same thing in Salt Lake County, same thing actually just no, last they did week one, in Logan. They, they did one in uh, at BYU. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they tried to do it at BYU. Actually, tried to have it sponsored, and it got pulled because they did it in a park uh, right outside the campus. Yeah, much safer there for for your kids. Yeah, but you know, thankfully, and I will give credit to BYU. Well, not BYU, but to the families because there was probably a hundred people who showed up to that and protested that, which I thought was awesome. So, tell us what happened though, because because this is actually a really crazy story. Yeah. So they ended up holding the the event and the show itself actually aired on HBO in December of this last year and they actually dedicated a segment of their show to me (laughs) they called it you might like it Michelle I think they really missed the point though because this really (laughs) has nothing to do with whether I would enjoy a drag show or not this is strictly and I have made this crystal clear from the beginning this is about kids. Stop turning this into something that it's not. And the sickest part about this is here you have a multi-billion dollar industry coming in, purposely provoking a community. It's no coincidence that they chose a children's venue. It's no coincidence right. that they HBO. came to an uber conservative <clears throat> yeah. town. If you're trying to unite your community, if you really care about the LGBT community, you would not go in and purposely provoke and divide a community if you are there to unite. And then, of course, for ratings and for money, they need a villain, right, to their story. And so who better to be a villain? How did you become the villain? Because I was not afraid to be vocal. I'm not afraid to be canceled. You can try to cancel me all you want. I'm not going to stop speaking the truth. I love it. And because I became the vocal voice in that, I was the easy target to be made of, you know, the villain. They basically targeted the Mormon church and Michelle Tanner as the villain in their, in their episode. Meanwhile, look at the, the face of this. I mean, she literally looks like the villain in a Disney movie. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. So the Salt Lake trip. So HBO goes after you and then the trip jumps on and, and writes how many, like several articles. Last I counted, there was like 15 articles. 15 articles. The Salt no Lake trip is I've lost you. count. Is there no other news to report on? Are we, have we really that's come I mean, to this? That's how sad I mean, honestly, this, our this, is now. this dude looks like an absolute train wreck. I mean, I, I will tell you, there's. It's, you don't want him twerking in front of your no, kids. I don't want him twerking anywhere around me. I don't know. My but, so here's the HBO things. This is this the one. This where is the you trailer. Were, yeah. Yep. That looks like right, the okay. episode. Yeah. That was why the same. Why don't we play the trailer? Is this one? Is this you? Is this one of your? I don't that, know. No. I don't want. I don't want to jump into something. But let's. But let's read this. Um, let's see. But then St. George City Council and Michelle Tanner spearheaded a move to revoke the show's permit to produce the drag show in Town Park. That ultimately failed, but in Friday's episode, it is one of the many ways which St. George comes across looking bad. Um, so this this is, so t- so you you, sto- so you stood up, here they are, they've got you here. Um, tell us what was the consequence of, of this, all this uh, getting out. So, and by the way, I mean, they spun this, as we know, I mean, fake news, right? It's no, it's no surprise, right? But there were so many, you know, inaccurate quotes. They would have my picture and then they would have a quote that wasn't even my quote right underneath my picture. Anything to just really make me look as terrible as they possibly could, right? Totally missing the point of, I have said over and over and over what my stance is. It's nothing anti-gay, anti-LGBT. It is strictly about protecting Don't children do it in front of our kids. Right. It's not it's not hard, it's not rocket science, but yet because of this spin, their drive for this ratings, their drive to divide the community. I mean, I have my business has been attacked. I've been threatened. I've had to make police reports. I'm getting all sorts of mail from literally all over the world after HBO's episode aired, just complete hate mail, vicious attacks fake reviews left on the business that feeds my family. It's crazy. Will you share some of the uh, messages you got? I know you shared some with us earlier. Oh, yeah. There's so many. And I love, actually, some of the creative ways that they want me to die. I, I will give them props to that. Here's one. Uh, you can block me all you want. If there wasn't truth in what I said, you wouldn't need to block me. But the fact of the matter stands, you are an awful, terrible person. I hope you get cancer and die a very, very slow, painful death. Uh, you're a garbage human being. May Satan see fit to bestow his wisdom upon your ignorance. Uh, owner is a total. Oh, 
Shame on bleep. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we could bleep that out, right? Yes. Uh, wow. Uh, go to hunt. I mean, you name it. It's like I, how, I've got how, how did, how did hundreds you, of these. Okay. We've obviously, obviously get, you know, stirred some mess up and got a little bit of hate stuff. And it's, and I would say it's definitely, it's always difficult, right? To deal with that stuff. I think definitely harder for Alexia. But t- tell they me. just usually call us porn stars, though. <laughs> all right, you always bring that up. Enough of that. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's as close. To I you. think take it right. as a compliment, right? So, oh, all right, enough of that. So tell us. So tell us, <laughs> because to me, this is this is obviously it's about you, which I really respect you. But two, this is also to our listener out there who's who's trying to stand up and do the right thing. So how do you? How hard was it when you started seeing this, and how did you deal with that? The hate mail, the people coming after you. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's the human element to it, right? I mean, it's definitely going to wear on you to an extent and nobody likes getting messages like that. But in some aspects, it does, as weirdly as it sounds, feel like a badge of honor because if you don't have haters, if you don't have criticism in this world, you're not doing enough. You're not speaking boldly enough. And I think you're one of the only city, one of the very few, I should say, city council people in the state that is actually being vocal and standing up. So it's one thing to, to actually make it on, on the board and be in your, involved in your city council. How do we get more people to, to actually stand up and be vocal and not just go along to get along? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think things like this, you know, you guys being a voice, helping people to realize that we have to take a stand. I mean, literally, there's no other choice if we truly care about our children. This stuff isn't just going to go away. I've had people, you know, I've been on other radio shows and people will call in and say, why are you guys even giving time to this stuff? And if you just stopped talking about it, it would go away. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's This is actually, not going away. You know what? That's a very good point that I think I'd, I'd like to zero in on because you know, we, I will post some of this radical stuff from this, the disgusting stuff from the left for the single purpose of, of showing that it's wrong, that it's out of control and that it's ridiculous. Right. And I, and I will have some people come on and say, you're just giving this attention. The more attention you give, the bigger it gets. And the reality is this evil grows when good people say nothing. Exactly. Evil grows when, you know, all it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. The kids are having this stuff pushed down, pushed down their throats over and over and over. Normalized, normalized, normalized. The teachers won't say anything about it. Again, going back to what we said earlier, and I'm telling you, it's not. They're not hearing the 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 the, the, the teachers and, and leaders over the pulpit are not calling this stuff out. Mm-hmm. So these, you have these young college kids that just they're seeing this stuff being normalized, and they're and nobody is calling it out. Yep. And so. <clears throat> It's important to show and, and and call evil evil. Exactly. Because when nobody says it's wrong, it, it continues to flourish and grow. Yep. So you know, I I think you're hundred percent right. People need to say no. This is this is what's going happening in this world, and it is wrong. Right. And they need to feel empowered. And I do feel a shift that's happening right now because we know who wins. We will win this in the end. And I feel like the tides are starting to shift. There's a countercultural movement, a counterculture movement happening for sure. Yeah. Well, even in in St. George or in Washington County, didn't they try to do another drag show after this and it was shut down? They've tried to do multiple. In fact, they have been doing several in private venues there, but still in front of children. So there is need for legislation. And again, I'm like, private venue, do what you want, but you don't do it in front of kids because child abuse is child abuse. We don't let kids into strip clubs. We don't let kids into bars. I mean, it's not a stretch to have legislation that protects children. We have alcohol and tobacco advertising laws. Actually here in Utah, we even have legislation that says you have to have a covering over provocative photos in the grocery store checkout line. I mean, that's how much we value protecting children here in Utah. So Michelle, why do you think there's this recent, which it is very recent, uh, drive and and desire to put this on in front of the kids? Where is that coming from and what is the agenda? What do you think is behind it? Yeah, I think a lot of this comes back to that woke ideology, right? But really, and I'm not saying everyone in that camp is evil. But if we're talking good versus evil, we think about Christ and everything he stands for and where we find our identity. 
through being what? A child of God, right? That's right. our identity. What more would Satan want than to strip children of their identity? There's no male, there's no female. We're just, you know, fluid, be whatever you want to be. And let's take away your reproductive abilities by mutilating children's bodies. I can't think of anything more anti-Christ than that movement. Really? Did you listen to that Glenn Beck, uh, Jonathan Kahn uh, video? Uh, It was recent. It was within the last week or so where he was talking about Rome and it was actually the children that actually, I didn't save Rome. How did he phrase it? No, he said it was the children that uh, stood up and it was the children that stopped the wickedness. And I don't know what he was referencing there. But it's interesting. But uh, yeah, but it seems like that. the children are often the target, and they're also potentially, if we can make the right shift. And obviously, it didn't stop the demise of the Roman Empire, but it was something with the children's voice that was able to halt the wickedness, I believe. So I think that's why the children are such targets. And of course, they yeah. they breed future generations, and then their children. Of course, I can only imagine if we can make it that far to have these kids uh, procreating themselves. What kind? I can't even imagine. It might be the pendulum will swing the opposite way. You know, I'll bring up an, an interesting point about the children. <clears throat> Abused kids abuse. Um, there, there are ritualistic things that happen. You know, in in Utah and all all over. That is that is a that is a reality that is there and generational. And it is generational. And what they find is that children who are abused. Almost the, the the statistics of of them abusing are through the roof. Yeah. Once once they've been abused, if you destroy a child, you you de- destroy the damage you do will then repeat generationally. Oh, yeah. Generation. And so if you sure. can if you can destroy that something in that child's psyche when they're young, because that's the other thing too is one of the things w- that we've learned is is. You know, most of what we do, we are operating subconscious. We're not conscious about most of the decisions we make. It's just subconscious. It's at a subconscious level. Well, your subconscious is your is where you're programmed. It's that's the programming. And one of the fascinating things about childhood is, in your first seven years, you are purely in your subconscious, which means everything happening to you, everything a mother teaches a child, everything that happens is being de- is being soaked in and developing it part of this, their subconscious that becomes the operating system that they see the world out of the rest of their lives, which is why it is training a child up when he's young and he shall not depart. Again, that, that those formative years of a child are crucial. It's why that's why parenting motherhood is so important for those, those formative years. It's why, but it's also why the state and the federal government wants to get the mother out of the home mm-hmm. and the state wants to take over those formative years I don't think it's a surprise that they want to target these kids with the sexualized books in their elementary schools and the preschools and the junior highs. And let's even get, get these, uh, these trans, these, uh, these shows in here, because again, if we can program them when they're young, damaged kids damage. Absolutely. And along those lines too, I mean, you look at Marxism and Maoism and that whole ideology is the oppressed versus the oppressor. Yeah. And this is just another offshoot of that, of, okay, we need an oppressed class over here to rise up, right? You know, it's just another way to destruct, really, a whole society. That's right, because it's because the fact matters is is the initial way they try to do it is race. Well, there's not enough people buying into it and and not enough of of race conflict to to overthrow a country. So then you have to move beyond race being the victim, then it's... LGBTQ and it's is create as many victims as you can to rise up and, and destroy this the stability of the, of the nation. You're 100 right. So so tell us so the, and again that's why I'm thankful to have you and, I, and again I hope our listeners are able to just really just realize that you know what you know here here's Michelle Tanner one person who consistently just is willing to stand up and not be afraid to speak the truth regardless of the consequences. Um, you shared some of the hate you've got tell what's been share with us what's about some of the rewarding experience have you have you had experience with with young people or people coming and talking about uh the difference you've made in their life i have had so many rewarding experiences and honestly that's what keeps me going that what that's what makes me still sane at the end of the day and you know i share some of the hate but 
really the 90% are just absolutely amazing. I mean, literally, I can just read you actually a text message I just got from a total stranger this morning on my way up here. Let me pull it up real quick just to give you an example of how just awesome people are. This person says, hi, sister, Captain Moroni, I'm waving at you. <laughs> Keep up the good work. You're in my prayers. God bless you. You know, just things like that are always pouring in. And a lot of times in reference to the children, you know, thank you for being a voice for our children. And it's like, I tell people all the time, I'm nothing special. You know, it just takes taking a stand, just stand on principle. Don't be afraid. It comes down to we have to fear God more than man. And that's really it. Like, it's that simple. It can't be about money. It can't be about, oh, I could lose this. I could lose business. I could be canceled. Socially, what are they going to think about me? Who cares? Yeah. What I does th God think? I, I mean, again, but this is how far we've come. We're afraid to talk about this stuff in our very churches. Yes. Like, that's what's so crazy. It's like, yeah. we're afraid to even say talk about trans stuff being wrong in church. Yeah. I think the formula for this, especially for women, is you have to have a tough skin, of course, and but you also have to have a, a soft heart. And I think that's where the feminist mm. movement goes sideways because that says you need to have tough skin, but you also have to have a tough heart. So I think you you found a way to, to bridge the difference, especially when you get such strong feedback. You know, Yes, it, it makes you t your skin tougher, but it also opens your heart. Um, and because it's coming from a good place, because you are that mama bear, just for your own kids and for the, all the kids out there, you're speaking out for them. I think that's the secret formula. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. And men can't do that either. Men have to stay tough throughout. And yes, you have to have some sensitivity, but I think that's the secret formula for women. Yeah, no, I think you're right. So, t all right. So I, I love, uh, love the impact you've had. Talk to us about legislation that you're working on that you've been working on yeah. to stop this, the drag. Definitely. So what we've found through all of this being bombarded in our state, especially over this last year, is that although we do have obscenity laws and we have legislation that really can help prevent this, some of that becomes subjective and we're seeing a big push and a big legal battle really is unfortunately what a lot of this comes down to. And so we really need legislation that clearly defines these things so that there is no subjectivity as to what adult entertainment is and what can be performed in front of children or not. And so we've been working, uh, our actually local state legislators down there in Southern Utah have been really phenomenal to work with. Let's give a shout out for your good ones. Who was it? Yeah, so Colin Jack has been helping sponsor legislation. Awesome. We have Neil Walter down there, who's been a great help, Walt Brooks, um, jo Joseph Elison. So we've ha had some really awesome, actually, support from our If those are your reps, make sure, make sure you thank them. Yes. We, we, we need to recognize reps when they do, as, do the right thing, as well as call them out when they don't do the right thing. It, it goes both ways. Exactly. Yep, absolutely. That support's really important. So not all legislators in this state, though, are as willing to step up and protect children as they have been. And so we did have some legislation that ended up not getting heard on the Senate floor this last session. So we're not giving up. Obviously, we know that what this was, is going to pass. Why, this was, is gonna it, go why through. was it stopped? Because this is like clearly the right thing to do. Right. So initially, we had a bill beautifully written, actually very similar to what Tennessee just passed to keep adult entertainment and, and that was not actually a yeah, neat thing about Tennessee is you want to talk about landing because that was landing yeah, land Starbuck. Land Starbuck. rock star we'll have to bring her on the show but that was they're the ones that, that really drove that legislation Absolutely. again so if you're not familiar with what happened in Tennessee do you want to share a little bit about their, what happened with Tennessee with Landon because yeah, again the Starbucks are regular people right just not didn't grow up in the political world didn't get their you know degrees you know political science saw a problem part of the try to be part of the red wave Yep. He, he's a, he was, he was a great patriot, ran for office, ended up getting shut down, and they didn't stop. Right. He and his wife continued to be involved, continued to stand up. Tell us about, tell our listeners about what, about the bill that Landon. Yeah, they are phenomenal. Forward. Yeah, activists. She <clears throat> testified, I think, at most of their committee hearings uh, at their legislative sessions there and was a great resource to show the harm that this is in front of minors and the importance of keeping this 
away from children. And yeah, ultimately, and it's a very simple bill. It just talks about, hey, adult entertainment needs to be held at adult venues. These things like drag shows, adult and female impersonators don't belong in our public spaces or in front of children. Very simple. And of course, it's no surprise that they're getting lawsuits. I mean, that's why everyone's so scared a lot of times in elected positions to really stand up and do anything because everyone's too damn afraid of lawsuits. Well, guess what? Let's do the right thing because I would much rather see my tax dollars spent fighting these assholes trying to get this stuff in front of children than just sitting on my hands and doing nothing and letting them run amok. I love it. You're a fighter. So what happened in Utah? Why did this get stopped in Utah? Tennessee gets through... Here we are, Utah, red state. Why can't we do it here? And more than just Tennessee, we had Arkansas, Florida, Texas. So it's like, yeah, aren't we supposed to be uber conservative here in Utah? What's wrong with us here in Utah? this is what drives me crazy about Utah. So what happened? So our initial draft got completely gutted by the legislative attorney because of, again, concerns of lawsuits. So it really got watered down to the point that I wasn't super happy with it, but I thought, okay, this will be better than nothing. And then it passed through the House, actually, across party lines. Every Republican voted it through the House. So I guess props to the House, right? Gets to the Senate committee hearing, same thing, passes through party lines, Senate committee. So then it gets to the Senate floor. Well, it's supposed to be heard on the Senate floor. And an amendment comes in, which completely strips the bill of any value and, in fact, turns the bill into essentially forcing cities to provide free advertising. For these drag shows. What is that even? It went from literally, you know, helping to, you know, draft this bill (laughs) to I adamantly opposed the final draft because I'm like, wait, what? What are we doing? And so, and then it didn't even get heard. Yeah, welcome to Utah. So, is that the legislators themselves that are the problem, or is it the ones drafting it and creating the amendments, which I'm assuming are the legislative attorneys? Right. So I don't fault the personal legislators that was working, you know, we were working together. I think we all had the same goal at the end of the day. Um, you know, the ones who I mentioned earlier, who I worked with personally, but there was definitely some, some strings who, getting pulled in okay, the equality. Who, who, was, who was pushing against it? So Equality Utah definitely, mm-hmm. you know, tries to share their voice and pull any strings they have politically, any control they have over representatives. Absolutely. They were there opposing it. The ACLU, of course. And it's like, of course, I mean, I would think that we haven't done anything right if those guys aren't opposing it. Right. Uh, but then there was the League of Cities and Towns yeah, who weren't shadow governments who weren't so sure if, about and, it. And listeners, and if you do not know who the League of Cities and Towns are, you need to know. Yeah, we've talked about that in a few past episodes. Yes. There was one great one we can pin in the show notes. Yeah. But basically shadow yeah. governments, it unelected. Is, it, it is unelected shadow government. They're the ones pushing all this and smart stuff. And they are up there lobbying like crazy. I mean, it's whoever the best lobbyist. Any, pol- there, any, any politicians up. that need to be called out for uh, help not. Are there any politicians that need to be called out on that? So against it? because I don't know specific, I have my own theories, you know, of why I feel like it. I mean, the governor certainly didn't seem like he was super supportive of it. Cox, really? I know that's shocking. But at the end of the day, it didn't even get to him. And so, you know, kind of the rumor is, is, you know, nobody wanted to touch anything that had to do with drag, right? Because nobody wants to be canceled. Nobody wants to go what I've, you know, do what I've been through and have the hate mail thrown their way. And it's like, come on, really? Like you're afraid of a little hate mail? When we're talking about literally the future of our children here and what you're going to allow in front of them. So and that's why I get so frustrated with Utah, because, again, you look at Tennessee, Arkansas, Florida, yeah. all these red states that are standing up with a spine. Yeah. And then you get this spineless Utah that is just like yep. we just are like racing to be woke and racing to implement, you know, the uh, progressive agenda as quickly as possible without right. without, you know, people waking up and seeing what we're doing as a state. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this just fabricated culture of we worship niceness, kindness over, I mean, you can be nice and kind and still do the right thing. What's not nice and what's not kind is letting this crap happen in front of kids. That's not nice. So I'm tired of this culture, honestly. I get so fired up, but I feel so passionately that we do have so many amazing people here in Utah. And I really really do do feel like we can have these communities that can be lights on the hill and we can 
hold the line in those communities and say, regardless of what's going on in the rest of the world and the rest of the state, we're going to hold to our principles here that make America amazing here in these local level communities. And so that's why I keep going because I do have hope, but it does get really frustrating some of the overall culture and our politics here. Yeah. Cause you're fighting against a culture. Yes. I mean, you have against a, against the, uh, the masses who are just, things are fine as they are. Let's not stir up the mud. Yep. Let's look the other way. Let's pretend we don't see the, the, the evil and all these things or pretend it's, that it's somehow good. Right. I wish we had a fighter in every city council. Think how much we could do in the state. I mean, even not being in the legislature, it's it's amazing how powerful you can be just in, a, in local level politics. And that's yeah. the same thing for school boards. I mean, Natalie Klein, Christina Boggess, what they're doing for the school board, you know, they're outnumbered significantly, but they've been able to at least bring awareness to things so that can prompt some change. We just need, it's a people problem, honestly, in this yeah. state. Well, and it's, and you're 100% right. It's win your backyard. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, what, uh, if you're able to, you know, if you have a message for our listeners and our viewers, uh, those who are sitting home and watching, what, uh, what would you like to leave them with? Yeah, I would say we've hit on a lot of important things, but at the end of the day, we are all born at this point in time in history for a divine purpose. It's not an accident that we're here during this tumultuous time in history. And hey, maybe everyone isn't supposed to run for office, or maybe you are. I think we are seeing a lot of amazing people stepping forward, and I'm getting messages from all over the country of, wow, you inspired me that you can do it. I'm doing it in my local community. And that's what it takes to make a change is it's grassroots. It's bottoms up. We all have different talents. And I just always encourage people to dig in, look to God. What is it that you're here for? And don't be afraid to do it. You have to take action. And again, coming back to that, fear God more than man. I love it. Do you have anything you want to share, babe? I got to pull up a quote here. Well, it was interesting. You were talking about Equality Utah. And, and Goud, I don't know if you know Goud. He ran for, um, uh, was it clerk for Salt Lake City? I think so. Okay. Well, he was incredible. He created a great flyer for state convention he was handing out. Um, and it actually just shone the light on what Equality Utah has been doing with their quote-unquote family values. And uh, here's he goes into specifics about Equality Utah Supports giving children puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and sex uh, reassignment surgeries. Their treatments are experimental and lead to children being sterilized and mutilated. And we can put the flyer up on the screen. But basically, these are the people that are behind. And who's the, behind it? Yeah. Amy Winter, Amy Winter Newton, There are certain right? specific legislators. Yeah, he called on Amy Call Winter Newton for helping raise 45000 to support Equality Utah to defeat conservative Republicans and elect like-minded candidates and then wow. senator uh daniel thatcher who lectures conservative republicans when they fail to support equality utah and their policy initiatives well so. equality utah is one of the worst organizations that i've seen i get their newsletters actually just because i'm curious the things they say and they have listed the saint george city council and our rhetoric as somehow being tied to the colorado shooting That's what Right. What, they've never even had a conversation with me. I've actually reached out and have tried to have conversations with Troy Williams because as soon as I saw that they were essentially slandering, you know, what we're doing down there, I'm like, you're not even going to have a conversation before you go out and start saying crazy things like that. It's, it's really sad. Can I ask you a question? Sure. <clears throat> On a spiritual note, do you believe these are the last days? Absolutely. When you're uh, sharing, when you're talking, it remind me of this quote. Is why I wanted to bring it up, because I do too. I think I think we are we are seeing the battle be. This is no longer left versus right. Mm -hmm. This is this is clearly becoming good versus evil. Um, <clears throat> I mean, there's I, I saw a video today of someone um, uh, ripping up a Bible, you know, and just ripping pages out of it. I mean, this this is this is not about politics. This, I mean, you look at, you know, Sam Smith dancing up there as, as the, as the devil. I mean, it is, we are, it, this is literally, there's a, there's a spiritual battle that is raging. And I just love that, you know, again, this is our time on this earth and we were not sent here to sit on the sidelines. And this is a quote that, that I thought of when you were reading it says, um, it's by Carl Jung. 
He says, the great events of world history are at bottom profoundly unimportant. In the last analysis, the essential thing is the life of the individual. This alone makes history. Here alone do the great transformations first take place, and the whole and the whole history in the whole future, the whole history of the world ultimately spring forth as a gigantic summation from these hidden sources in individuals. In our most private and our most subjective lives, we are not only the passive witnesses of our age and its sufferers, but also its makers. We make our own epic. And I just, I've, that's been one of my favorite quotes. Because um, again, how many billions of people are on this earth right now? And we have the choice to be victims of, of our time period. And, and, and in this state, you know, here we are living in the time that I think, you know, people and prophets throughout the history of the world have looked forward to this time. Like we are here. This is like the most epic time in the history of this world. And we have a choice to sit on the sidelines and be witnesses and, and, and victims of the time period or to do what you're doing and to stand up and shape history. And I don't think that's what God wants and that's what God expects. And, and I know it, sometimes it seems like we're up against, you know, the impossible and it's, but it's the story of David and Goliath. It's the story of, you know, David, you know, who are you up against HBO? Right. Uh, but, you know, when people stand up into the divine, you know, birthright that God's given them to, to be here, to make a difference, to get off this, off the bench and, and, and be, a, and, and play the game, we can shape the world. And, I, and I'm telling you, um, the youth are starving for leadership. Yeah. They are starving and that is my biggest takeaway at BYU. And, and we go to the gym in the mornings, and I have these young kids that come up to me almost every day at the gym and thank me for standing up. And I've just realized nobody's standing up. Their churches aren't, leaders aren't standing up. Their teachers aren't standing up. And so for you out there, for, you know, first off is parents stand up for your kids. Yes. But at church, if you teach, teach. Like stop being afraid of, of, of you know, the woke mob. I mean, my God, who, you know, if, if you won't stand up, who will? So, you know, this is why we're here. We're, we, this is why we're here. It's not just to go along to get along. It's not just here to be nice and, and lay in, hide under the radar. We're here to stand up and, and to lead. And you can't lead if you're not willing to take the, take the bullets and, and, to, and to have the courage to take, the, take on the woke mob and get canceled. So, um, you know, Michelle Tanner, share, share everyone where they can find your channel, how they can follow you. Yeah, um, you can jump on my website, which is michelletannerutah.com. Of course, Facebook, just under Michelle Tanner. And then on Instagram, I am under Michelle Tanner USA. Awesome. And then, um, yeah, if you're ever down in St. George, need any medical treatment, Bella2 Medical. So B-E-L-L-A-T-U-Medical.com and love to help you there. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for coming on. Uh, listeners, please like, forward, share this message with people. Uh, subscribe. Help us get this message out. And uh, you know what? This is still the freaking best country in the world. Always will be. So, Amen. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless Utah. Until, Until next time. Thank next time. you.